0: into stacking the box with ian mcmillan and sterling holmes i am sterling holmes a lot to get into i know it feels like we've drug on to this aaron Rodgers, lamar jackson saga for so long but we finally have more information we have news a lot to get into ian how you doing
2: uh doing well uh yeah we have talked about lamar jackson now a few weeks in a row but it seems like every time we do a show there's more news related to it so uh Yeah, uh, it's once again, the NFL is king, even though it's in the middle of the offseason, even though it's middle of March Madness, the Masters is coming up. NFL still dominates the news.
0: Yeah, what what do you want to talk about? Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers or Desmond Ritter and Mitchell Trubisky? Well, now I know the answer from Ian. He's going to say Desmond Ritter, but we're not going there. Or maybe we will. You'll just have to listen and find out. But with Lamar Jackson, we finally have some more news. He wants out. Lamar Jackson, according to him on his Twitter, on March 2nd, requested a tra- uh, requested a trade. That is 26 days ago. Um, basically, the storyline is Baltimore isn't going to meet what he thinks he's worth. And Lamar says, I basically feel disrespected and I want out. Where do these two parties go from here?
2: It's so hard to tell, man. I I, I don't have any more answers than than what I had last week because you kind of have to trade them, but it doesn't seem like anyone wants to trade. So if, if someone demands a trade and the relationship has been ruined, but then there's 31 teams out there and not a single team wants to trade for them, then where are we left? Do you just not play? Do you somehow go back with your tail between your legs and play another year for the Ravens? I don't know where it goes from here. Le'Veon Bell style
0: just sit out but I don't think it's the best interest of Lamar Jackson a guy who's missed uh, 11 games over the past two seasons a man who has thrown 33 touchdown passes with 20 interceptions over the past two seasons Uh, Lamar Jackson is a great talent no denying it but again we've mentioned you have to have a offense that fits but the Ravens offense is an offense that fits. John Harbro still says he believes that Lamar Jackson is going to be there week one. Uh, he did go on to say you have to plan for all the contingencies. I'm pretty fired up about Lamar Jackson. Lamar is a great player. Lamar came back in great shape last year. He's fired up to play. That's Lamar Jackson. I'm looking forward to seeing. Well, Harbro, I have something to tell you. It doesn't look like Lamar is going to be back. And this is what I was telling you, Ian, with talks with Matt verderam when you don't have an agent when Lamar Jackson is the agent when he's the man sitting face to face with the team trying to determine their value you're going to hear some unsavory things about yourself you're going to hear about how hey in the biggest games you weren't able to play that drops your value down hey Lamar Jackson yes you won an MVP but what has that translated in regards to playoff success bridges can get burned And it sounds like bridges have been burned. This is, again, why I think Lamar Jackson will be much better off with an agent, and you're seeing firsthand why.
2: Yeah, I agree. That's kind of my biggest issue with the whole thing. Uh, No agent does not seem to be the way to go, especially when you're trying to get a ton of guaranteed money like it looks like he's trying to get. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there, there were, uh, some odds released for what team he ends up going to the top team on the list right now is the Colts. Uh, my Falcons are still second, but I, I'm, I, I don't, I used to think he was going to end up with Atlanta. I thought Atlanta was going to trade for him. I don't think that anymore, especially once they signed Heineke to be the backup. Uh, Arthur Smith was on record today, actually. Uh, He didn't even want to talk about Lamar Jackson. He he echoed uh, the sentiment that Desmond Ritter is their starting quarterback moving forward. He didn't want to talk about Lamar Jackson. Now, once again, though, teams, you know, this wouldn't be the first time that teams have said one thing and done another. Uh, But uh, I think it was you, uh, Sterling, that brought up the Colts last time. Mm. I think. I think now he kind of does seem like the most likely, it seems like the most likely option that's where he's going to end up is in Indianapolis. It
0: it would be interesting there. That offense, in my opinion, isn't necessarily fit for Lamar Jackson, at least how it's currently constructed. But it it would make the Colts a better team. Uh, They don't have a QB right now. They've, They've gone with the band-aid route the past few seasons they've never gone all in basically since andrew luck retired right that was the last time they had a legitimate bona fide uh quarterback of the future franchise quarterback lamar jackson would be their franchise quarterback it would make some sense i see jalen butler in the chat saying 49ers should make it happen for lamar i will say this we'll talk about the 49ers a little later on in this show and their quarterbacks but lamar jackson on the niners would be a dream that would be yeah. the absolute perfect fit for Lamar. It'd be the perfect fit for the 49ers. Uh, they tried getting a Lamar Jackson-esque type quarterback, at least a quarterback who can run in Trey Lance. He was injured. Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, would have the best fit in San Fran. I just don't think that happens. San Fran's been trying to go this QB, a uh, rookie quarterback route. I don't see them paying this much money for a QB.
2: No, and I think the list of teams now is <laughs> is pretty slim, And it seems like the Colts are the only one that uh, are still potentially in on him um, based on some things said lately. So, uh, yeah, 49ers would be fun. Uh, Atlanta would be fun if he ended up there. But I I think it's the Colts. It's either the Colts or he's back with the Ravens. One of the two.
0: Why do you think Atlanta's out? Do you think they're actually that high on Desmond Ritter? Because for me, looking at this from a uh, non fan perspective, right? I know you're Atlanta guys, so y- you'll be more in the know than I am. But on the outside looking in, we understand that division's really, really poor. We understand that nine, 10 wins would almost guarantee you uh, going to the playoffs and hosting a playoff game in that division. Lamar Jackson probably gets Atlanta nine to 10 wins almost as a lock. I, I don't see why they wouldn't make this move.
2: I think, I think a big reason why is because they've been in cap hell for the past couple of years. Uh, they've had no cap space. And now this offseason, their cap finally opens up where they can really make some moves to help improve the team. And they've already taken a few steps this offseason. I think they're scared to, as the moment they get out of cap space hell, to then get right back into it by giving uh, a quarterback a ton of money and a ton of guaranteed money as well. So I think it's more has to do with the cap space. And I think they do believe in Desmond Ritter. Uh, and then they have Taylor Heineke that they can slot in if if things with Ritter don't go well. So I I think it's they just go to Capel, something they've been in for the past five, six, seven seasons. They're probably hesitant to now jump right back into that by paying Lamar Jackson a ton of money, a guy who has had injury issues the past couple of seasons, a guy who hasn't played at an MVP level since 2019. Um, and I think that's what it comes down to for a lot of teams. That's a that's a lot of guaranteed money to give a guy who. Uh, has dealt with injury issues and who hasn't honestly played his best football over the past couple of years. Yeah, what, what's so interesting is everyone keeps pointing to, or at least Lamar Jackson, pointing to the
0: Deshaun Watson contract, front, trying to say that this is the new norm. This is the new norm for quarterbacks, or at least uh, elite quarterbacks. At the time, Deshaun Watson, you can make the case, was an elite quarterback. Uh, that remains to be seen if he will ever get back to that level. But I think every other organization, every other team is saying, yeah, but that's the Browns. We're right. not Cleveland. We're, right. not, we're not one of the most poorly run franchises in the NFL. We're not handing out this contract to you, to anyone. Uh, so I, I think it's a little bit of a misnomer where Lamar Jackson thinks that that's the new norm and every other team saying is no, no, no. That was the outlier. Um, if it really comes down to only the Colts and the Ravens, you also have the Ravens in a tough spot. Uh, the Ravens, let me pull these numbers up for you really quickly. Uh, without Lamar Jackson, when he has missed games, they are three and nine. When he is healthy, they are 45 and 16, the fourth, the fourth best of any quarterback who, do, uh, who debuted in the Super Bowl era, trailing only Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and Roger Staubach. So you see what happens when he's healthy. Yeah. That Ravens team is built for him at quarterback. Yes. It's a a great marriage without Lamar Jackson. You're looking at a bottom feeder. You're looking at a rebuilding team. I know people like to say, Oh, Tyler Huntley. They were fine with Tyler. Huntley. They crawled it to the finish line because they made the playoffs. People have these rose colored glasses saying, well, they were fine. They made the playoffs. They went three and nine without Lamar over the past two years. That's not going to cut it. So what do you think? Who's in a worse spot? Lamar Jackson or the Ravens?
2: Yeah, the Ravens, uh, I think they would have to completely scrap the team and start all over if they lose Lamar Jackson. Unless they pick up a quarterback themselves or, I don't know, move up the draft and and take a young guy there. This is not a a strong offense without Lamar Jackson. Um, They got Mark Andrews and then basically nobody else, Um, which is kind of the problem. Part of the reason why Lamar Jackson wanted to begin with is he had he had no weapons, really. So. Uh, yeah, the Ravens, if, if, if they can't figure this out there, especially because they play in such a tough division as well, you can't afford to take a step back at the quarterback position when you're in a division with uh, teams like the Bengals with Joe Burrow and even the Steelers with Kenny Pickett if he takes a step forward this year. So the Ravens are, the Ravens are in a tough spot.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.
0: What I find fascinating is the receivers that were thrown in there with Lamar Jackson, outside of Mark Andrews, the tight end, because we, we will agree he's very talented. Yeah, This was Lamar on a rookie contract. This was right. Lamar Jackson on a rookie contract where you're supposed to be able to surround him with the most talent possible. The Ravens mm-hmm. were not able to do that. They took a shot on Hollywood Brown, didn't pan out. And then Hollywood Brown's now in Arizona. I, I just don't know how good the upside looks for the Ravens, if they bring him back, because now you're going to have to pay him. And you're not able to pay these wide receivers. You're not able to pay the defense, which was, uh, I, I don't know if you'd count it as elite, but very good over the past few years. You had a lot of veterans on that team. Uh, I think this probably also goes in consideration if the Baltimore Ravens saying, hey, we may have capped out with Lamar. We saw the absolute peak of him as a team. He won an MVP, but we saw what the team was. There's no Super Bowl. There's no rings. There's no deep playoff push. I wonder if that goes into consideration as well.
2: Yeah, certainly could. Just while you were talking, it made me think, if a Lamar Jackson trade gets done, could it happen on NFL uh, draft day? Could it involve the Colts? Hmm. Because then the Ravens would be in position to draft a quarterback and try that experience all over again. Um, would the Colts give up? What do they pick? Five, is it? I'm up. Uh, would they be willing to to give up that pick to get Lamar Jackson? It's top 10, top eight, top seven.
0: It'd be outstanding if uh, you looked it up and they give you a great answer. Pick four.
2: Yeah, fourth. I love when you
0: like just type in on, on Wikipedia and you like, what pick do the Colts have? And it's like, here's a list of all their picks they have. Yes. They have this many picks. No, I want to know the number. Not not how many picks they have. I don't care where they draft in the sixth round. Give you me know, number one. You know what I'm looking for. Come on. I need to go back to Ask Jeeves.
2: Uh, Bill chimes and the Ravens should scrap their offense and start over. This experiment simply didn't work as their playoff failures prove that. Yeah. I mean, if they can't get it done, then they have to. Yeah. I maybe agree. they should. And maybe... Agree. They should start doing that by trading Lamar Jackson to the Colts for the number four overall pick, draft a quarterback, and start start from there.
0: Well, and you could also make the case they don't even have to. They can give up their, uh, they give him that contract right because it was a unrestricted free free agent. Whatever, whatever the the tag was that was put on him, it was on the lower number, so he can actually talk with other teams, and right. that gives the Ravens a chance to either match or they get two first-round draft picks in return. Uh, I'm not 100% sure on the compensation. I don't know if those two first-round draft picks – I would assume it would be the following season, right? And you would assume then the Colts wouldn't have pick number four. So in a legitimate reality, they could keep number four and still get yep. Lamar Jackson. Now, do you want to do that? Do you want to keep number four if you're not drafting a quarterback? That would remain to be seen. But that's also a route I think the Colts could take a look at. And if you're the Ravens, you're still getting those two first-round draft picks, but you're probably not getting your quarterback at least for another season.
2: Yeah, which could be an
0: option as well. Uh, Let's take a look at the 49ers because the NFC is not good, but there's two teams in the NFC that are very good. We know the 49ers and the Eagles. John Lynch came out and said Brock Purdy earned the right to start for the 49ers. Is that the right move?
2: I absolutely think it is. Now, I know what your answer to this question is going to be because you're a big Trey Lance. You're, you're, the, you're the captain of the Trey Lance fan club. But I don't know how you can sit Brock Purdy. Let's say Mr. Irrelevant actually is a good NFL quarterback. How stupid are you going to look in a couple of years when he goes to another team and dominates and you just you, you let him ride the bench? I mean, this is a guy, you have to look at his numbers. And I know the argument that comes up every time is that, oh, any quarterback could do well uh on this roster i don't think that's necessarily true or at least not as not as good as Brock Purdy played this team was 8 and 1 in the regular season with him as a starter they only lost to the chiefs uh actually a couple of those games uh, were earlier in the year 6 as an actual starter he was 6 and 0 oh in the regular season only f- four interceptions all season 13 touchdowns a quarterback rating of 107.3. I don't know how you can't start him at the start of the year. Now, if he, if you go with him at the start of the year and he doesn't perform as well as he did last year, and this is all based on if he's going to be healthy to start the year, he might not even be healthy to start the year. If he is and he stumbles out uh, the gates, then I think you have a somewhat short leash on him, and then you tra- give Trey Lance a shot. But if both quarterbacks are healthy at the start of next year, you have to go with Brock Purdy. Is Brock Purdy better than Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes. Uh, So far he has been. Yes.
0: My pushback is I think they're very similar quarterbacks. You can make the case that Brock Purdy's on a rookie contract. So it makes more sense, but the 49ers showed they're trying to move away from that style of quarterback. They want to get more athletic and they want to have the ability to run the football at QB. Trey Lance does that. They told you what they're trying to do. I know what they're saying right now is different. But I think if Trey Lance is healthy and Brock Purdy is healthy, they go with Trey Lance. The reason being, he opens up that offense more. Brock Purdy was fine. I'm not saying Brock Purdy's a bum. I'm not saying Brock Purdy can't get it done or he's a bad quarterback. I'm saying most quarterbacks in that offense will find success. Nick Mullins looked okay
2: in that offense. Let's be real now. Well, wow. he looked okay for a game or two, but there, sure. he, he's not in San Francisco anymore. There's a reason why. Sure. because he, he ended up sucking after a And there games. was a reason why Brock
0: Purdy was drafted where he was drafted. Sure, there's misses. I know someone inevitably is going to yell, well, Tom Brady. Right. For I every Tom Brady, how many non-Tom Bradys have there been? We always point to the one, not the 99. Right? right. We, we always point to the one, not the 99. Look at the 99. I'm telling but, you right now, Trey Lance opens up that offense. He has a stronger arm. He can run the football. I think your floor is even higher with Trey Lance because he can run the football. I know there's accuracy concerns with Trey Lance. I understand this, but they went out, made sure they traded up. They drafted Trey Lance for a reason. He will be the guy.
2: Uh, I don't think I think I think the stats show Brock Purdy was better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Eight point one yards per throw to seven point nine. Quarterback rating of one hundred seven point three compared to one hundred three. QBR of sixty five point six compared to fifty four point three last season for J- Jimmy Garoppolo. Brock Purdy was better last season. But but look
0: up Jimmy G's best year in San Fran, and look at what Brock Purdy did last year. Okay, we know the ceiling with Jimmy G. Don't we? We know what the ceiling is. It was a very good team. They went to the Super Bowl. They had a chance. They didn't get it done. That was with one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the NFL. We know that ceiling. Those guys are gone. And now you expect Brock Purdy to somehow get it done, running a similar style offense. I don't believe it. There was a reason they went out and got Trey Lance. Bill says you spend three first round picks in a QB, then give up on him after three or four games. Ouch. I'm with you. He got hurt. It wasn't like he lost the job. He got hurt in what, game two? Game one, whatever it was, he didn't even have an opportunity. You don't give up on a guy for injury like that when he drafted him, what was it, third or fourth overall?
2: noted 49ers fan Hunter chimes in and says Brock is way more athletic than Jimmy G Brock makes plays outside the pocket. Jimmy G's best year ever versus Brock's eight game, eight game first eight games in his career. Sure. But
0: do you think, do you think Brock Purdy's first game? Those first eight games, those are going to be his worst eight games. And all of a sudden he's going to be an absolute stud. I don't see it. Those could be his best eight games in his NFL career. We don't know. Some dudes get, get those first few games out. Look at, look at freaking. I was cussed right there. I apologize. Um, Mike White for the Jets. He's good for his first couple games every year. Then he flames
2: out. Uh, No one's saying Mike White's the guy. I don't think that's a fair compare. Yeah. But Brock Purdy did it for eight straight games or however many games he played this year for the 49ers. Mike White did it for one.
0: Sure. I'm just not going to buy into this Brock Purdy hype. San Fran fans want to make you believe he's Tom Brady. I don't think he's that guy. I think he's closer to Jimmy G than he is to some elite quarterback in the NFL.
2: You are the captain of the Trey Lance fan club. Hunter is the captain of the Brock Purdy fan club. Because I like Brock Purdy as well. Hunter thinks he's the second best quarterback in the NFC, which that's just kind of insane. So, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens with with the quarterback situation in San Francisco. I think they have to keep riding Brock Purdy. But once again, this point might be, you know, not even worth mentioning because he might just be hurt at the start of the year. He might not be ready to go. And if that's the case, then obviously you go with Trey Lance and see what you get with him. Um, and then if he doesn't work out, maybe Brock Purdy will be healthy by midseason and you put him back in that role. So we'll see.
0: I, I'm not saying Brock Purdy now, Hunter's trolling. Okay, Hunter. I get you. I get it, Hunter. <laughs> Sterling doesn't get NFC West games in KC. Nah, he's not Brady, he's Mahomes. Hunter, you better cut this out. I'll find you. Hilarious. And we'll have a nice sit-down conversation over some KC Beer Co and drink some beer. Uh, But no, again, I just think you know what you have with these guys, and they're trying to open up this offense. I think if anyone can, Kyle Shanahan can, uh, that offense would be lethal if you add in the ability to run with the quarterback, which, again, Trey Lance can. That was, again, I think the whole thought process of drafting him where they drafted him. But let's move on, because it seems like you and I will not agree here. Uh, Is the first overall pick slightly overrated
2: i think yes um unless there's a clear-cut generational talent which to be honest even though a lot of the time those ones don't work out but I, yeah i think i think most of the time yes i guess may, maybe the only time there isn't is if you need a quarterback and there's only one good quarterback in the class then you know that top got that top pick is pretty valuable but, but like for this year I think this year the first overall pick is way overrated. I think the Panthers overpaid for that first overall pick because there's a ton of quarterbacks, and they're all just kind of, you know, some of them might work out, some of them might not. Like, none of them, there's no clear-cut number one guy this year uh, for quarterback in the NFL draft. But overall, yeah, I think the number one overall pick is a little bit overrated. I'm just looking back at the history of number one overall picks, and they probably hit at less than a 50% rate uh it, like if you go back starting with joe burrow joe burrow obviously so far so good Kyler murray eh. baker mayfield didn't work out miles garrett yeah but an over the number one overall pick you know did he live up to that hype i don't know jared goff not really james winston no uh jade clowny no eric fisher
0: yes i oh, guess no, they- that was a bad draft. <laughs> Twenty thirteen yeah. was horrible. So I actually did this on the radio show, which those of you that don't know, I do a radio show on ESPN Kansas City in eight ten, and I went through this in my head, and then I brought the the question out. and I think it's it, it it poses a really good answer, which is it's very overrated, unless there is a slam dunk consensus number one quarterback. I think it's overrated. Now Joe Burrow. There was no concerns about Joe Burrow going from college to the NFL. He was the guy, correct? Yes. Trevor Lawrence was the guy, correct? There weren't any concerns. He had the height. He had the arm talent. No concerns. Correct. But let's look back at guys like Kyler Murray. Were there concerns with Kyler Murray? Yes. Height-wise specifically, right? Baker Mayfield. Were there concerns with Baker Mayfield? I think there were, there was some off the field stuff. There were some concerns about what he could be. There were concerns. I don't think he was the consensus number one
2: guy. I think Jared Goff was when Jared Goff came out. Jared Goff was one of the question marks.
0: Jameis Winston, I don't think was the consensus number one guy based on some of his stuff. Him, Marcus Mariota, I think you saw some issues, right? Those guys weren't slam dunk, can just locks, right? They were not locks. Right. You have to go back to Andrew Luck and then Cam Newton the year before. Uh, before you find more slam dunks, Sam Bradford, I wouldn't say was a slam dunk. I just found this very interesting because we like to pretend that if you draft number one overall, you are guaranteed getting a franchise altering quarterback. That's not the case. The Bears drafted second overall and they drafted Trubisky. Right. We we see it all the time. One of the first quarterbacks drafted in one of these was Blake Bortles. Like. I, I feel the number one overall draft pick is so overrated when there's not a consensus. Trevor Lawrence, Andrew Luck, Joe Burrow type quarterback up there. You put way too much value and there's too much risk. Is Bryce Young the, the obvious number one choice or there concerns? There's concerns. CJ Stroud concerns. Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, obviously concerns. I think Carolina would have been better off staying with are at or maybe trading up to four or five. Yeah, I agree. Go- going all the way to one, I don't understand it.
2: Shout out to Jamarcus Russell back in t- 2007. What a bust that was.
0: Yeah. Matt Stafford in 09. You can go back there. Uh, Alex Smith in 05. Eli Manning in 04. Um, Tim Couch, I- 1999. I-, I mean, you obviously have some guys, but it almost <laughs> feels like, you know what's funny? The 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 more we've gone on throughout history the closer we are to now, there's more variance. Yes. There's more variance now. It's very interesting. I'm I'm almost talking specifically at quarterback, right? I'm not taking edge or offensive tackle. Again, when the Chiefs had the number one overall draft pick, Eric Fisher was probably the best option. There wasn't a good option. Uh, You weren't taking EJ Manuel. It just wasn't going to (laughs) happen.
2: Yeah, that 2013 draft was not great. So now I pose a question. <laughs> Not, I'm looking at it now. Oh my God, that draft was bad. Yeah.
0: It, the first 15 picks you're sitting here going, Oh my gosh.
2: Eric Fisher, Luke Jokel, Dion Jordan, Lane, Lane Johnson, Ezekiel Ansa, Barkevius Mingo, Jonathan Cooper, Tavon Austin, D Milner, Ch- Chance Warmerk, <laughs> DJ Fluker, DJ Hayden. Whoa. Not good. When you get Barkevius Mingo is probably a top
0: three, top 15 pick. Uh, not a deep, not a deep uh, draft class. <laughs> no. no. All right. So that, that, that again, I want to ask you this: What should Carolina have done? What should Carolina do, or should have done, instead of trading to get number one? If you and I both agree, it's overrated.
2: I think what you said earlier was more like traded. And now it's hard. It's so hard to say because maybe they have reached out to the teams at number two, number three, number four, number five, and maybe they couldn't get a deal done with any of those. And the only team that they that was willing uh to talk trade with them was the bears at number one and if that's the case i mean if you got to go get a quarterback you got to you got to do what you got to do but uh in an ideal world for them would have been like fourth overall fifth overall and try to get uh, whatever quarterbacks left over because like i said earlier i think the quarterbacks in this draft class are all kind of you know similar Uh, obviously once time goes on we'll know which ones were good and which ones weren't but right now it's like is there a huge difference between any of them? I, I don't really think so.
0: And that's my point. Is there a big difference between CJ Stroud and Bryce Young? Right. Um, I don't see it, at least right now. And again, maybe the Carolina Panthers see something that we don't. Obviously, they're more in tune. Right. They'll know more than we do. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know more than an entire organization in the NFL. That's asinine. I'm not going to project that. But I am saying, based on history, Based on history and the historical nature of what we just went through, it seems like a foolhardy endeavor to trade up to to number one. You're giving up way too much capital. Uh, Let's move on to Into the Future, number three. The Jets GM came out and said, no rush on Aaron Rodgers. Also, Lamar Jackson is not an option. How weird is this whole situation?
2: I don't think it's that weird, to be honest. Uh, When Aaron Rodgers came out and said he intends to play for the Jets, that then put the ball in the Packers court and they kind of had the power in the trade negotiations with the Jets. So now the Jets need to try to get some of that power back. And they do that by slow playing this because uh, once the Packers got the power in the trade deal by Aaron Rodgers basically saying he's not going to play for Green Bay, uh, then they could just sit there and demand whatever they wanted. Um, But now that if the Jets hold out and they take a while, the Packers eventually need to move Aaron Rodgers because he said he's not going to play for them. So uh, it, it's, I think it's just a note negotiation tactic. Um, Lamar Jackson, not being an option is a little bit more weird, but still it comes back to the same thing that we keep talking about with Lamar Jackson is he wants a ton of guaranteed money and nobody wants to give it to him.
0: I find this extremely weird. I, I, I find this very, very weird First off, let's start with the Packers side of things, okay? Uh, apparently, the GM for the Packers tried to reach out to him, and Aaron Rodgers basically ghosted him. And he, I know what you're saying. No, Aaron Rodgers is not a, like, 17-year-old girl. It's a 39-year-old man in the NFL. Right. Um, what the GM of the Packers said, I was really looking forward to the conversation with Aaron to see how he fit into this Those never transpired. There came a time where we had to make some decisions. So he went through uh, his representatives to try and talk to him about where we're going with our team. At that point, they informed us he would like to be traded to the Jets. He went on to say our inability to reach him or for him to respond in any way. At that point, I had to do my job and basically understand who was interested for a trade. Now, that's the side of the Packers and their GM. Here's what Aaron Rodgers said. I wish that in the beginning of the off season, there had been some conversation because I love direct communication. If they had just said, listen, we think it's time to move in a different direction. Uh, we love you. You're going to be a Packer Hall of Famer. You're going into the hall as a Packer. We're going to retire your number, whatever it might be, but it's time to move on. I would have said, thank you so much just for telling me that. I really, really appreciate it. That means the world to me, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Sounds like Aaron Rodgers is lying. That's what it sounds like. You can take either side. You can take the Packers' side and the GM. You can take Aaron Rodgers' side. But if I'm taking a side, I'm taking the guy who, or the team that has uh, more credibility, not the dude that goes in darkness retreats.
2: Yeah, that part of the situation is weird. I just thought you meant uh, what the Jets' GM said, no Russian Aaron Rodgers. Everything Aaron Rodgers himself does is weird. The whole Yeah, the whole thing is weird. Everything he's done for the past couple of years is weird. Um, the whole... Remember when he showed his foot on camera? I don't know. Like, he said he pretended like he had a foot. I don't He's a weird guy. I just find
0: this whole thing interesting in the fact as well, what if the Packers say no? What if they don't acquiesce? What if they say, you know what? Jordan loves RQB. You're the backup, Aaron. I get it. That's a lot of money for a backup. He's currently already on your books.
2: At some point... But I mean, then then you're just uh, out of spite. You're just because you you'll get assets for him. Now maybe that asset's only like a second round pick or a third and a fourth, but you'll get assets for him. So not moving him, you're just hurting your team because for a third or
0: fourth. Tell him to kick rocks. Tell him to yeah. pound
2: sand. What if that third round pick turns out to be the next uh, Jerry Rice? <laughs> Again, you with
0: your one out of the ninety nine, go with the ninety nine. What if it's Breland Speaks?
2: Yeah, but, I mean, still, my point still stands. I mean, I, I, if you're just going to leave him on the team for spite, I mean, go ahead. No, if I was a it. fan of the Packers, I, I wouldn't be happy because you're just leaving assets on the table.
0: I get it. It's just I don't think that the Jets are in as good of a position as you do. I, I, don't, I just don't see that happening. I, I think the Jets are trying to act like they're the strong, coming from a place of strength. I just don't think they are. You can say all you want that something's going to get done and that Rodgers wants to play for you. I get that. But until a deal is actually done, until it actually happens, he's not on your team. You currently have Zach Wilson as your quarterback. Like the Jets aren't in a good place. They're trying to act like they're confident and they're they're calm. I don't believe it. Yeah. Packers are reportedly seeking uh, that first-round draft pick, which would be 13th overall. The Jets don't want to part with it. Uh, Joe Douglas declined to comment on whether that pick is off the table, saying he doesn't want to discuss specifics. Uh, What do you think? Do you think that first-rounder is still on the table? Do you think it's uh, off for sure?
2: No, I think it's still on the table. I don't know if that's what what the deal's eventually going to be, but I think it's still on the table. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I just think something needs to be done sooner rather than later. Maybe I'm I'm getting too antsy. Maybe I'm tired of hearing and talking about Aaron Rodgers. But I would not be confident. I would not be content if I were a Jets fan until the deal finally goes through. If there was anyone who would say, you know what, screw it, I'm going to retire, it would be Aaron Rodgers. If there's anyone who's going to make it about him and, and you finally think you have a trade deal in place, and he goes, you know what, I'm done. I'm going to Arizona on a, P80, on a peyote trip or something like that. It would be, it'd be Rogers. So yes. until something gets done, uh, I would be a little nervous. Yeah. I also want this deal to go through just because I do think it would be hilarious. If they start off one and two, zero oh, and three, Rogers tells that New York media to relax. It's not going to go over well. He doesn't have that super bowl. He doesn't have those MVPs. Those are with the Packers. You tell jets fans to relax after you start off doing anything poor, it's going to be a darkness retreat in the middle of the season. It's going to be very intriguing. It's going to
2: be a beautiful disaster.
0: <laughs> Let's get into into the future number four. Who had the best offseason so far?
2: Uh, I say the Chicago Bears so far. Uh, I think they got a lot for that number one overall pick. I think they strengthened a lot of areas of their team, including the run defense, Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards, Uh, They got Justin Fields, a new weapon, DJ Moore, who DJ Moore might be one of the most underrated receivers in the NFL. So I'm interested to see how that works out. Uh, They added to the offensive line with Nate Davis. So I I think they improved in a lot of different areas. I still think they have a lot of work to do, um, but those uh, we'll see them put those extra draft picks to use here. Uh, Obviously, you know, their success is going to come down to what happens in the draft for them. But uh, I say so far, I think the Chicago Bears, but it did take me a lot to not just put my Atlanta Falcons, but I didn't want to be too biased. So I'll, I'll say the bears. I actually
0: have the bears at number two for all the reasons you laid out. I think the bears did a phenomenal job this off season. I really liked it. You actually now get a chance to see is Justin Fields, your franchise quarterback, is he the guy going forward? I think they made the right decision trading out of it. I don't know if Bryce young or CJ Stroud, as we mentioned, I don't think they're slam dunk picks. I don't think it's guaranteed. You kind of know what you have with Justin Fields. Um, but he hasn't really had a great opportunity. So now you're giving him the opportunity. You saw some glimpses, some flashes last year. I think they made the right decision. So I like that. Uh, third, uh, I, I put Cincinnati Bengals because I love the Orlando Brown Jr. move. I think that move was yep. very underrated. I know some Chiefs fans are going to yell at me. saying, But the pressures, the pressures, uh, they needed a left tackle. They got him on a very cheap deal. Uh, I think Orlando Brown Jr. is underrated. To an extent, he was either loved or hated here in Kansas City. I think he was a little underrated personally. Um, so I think that was a good move. But overall, my number one offseason for the team is the Houston Texans. That you was might, surprising to me that you said the Texans. You might be saying, why? Why the Houston Texans? They're not going to be good. I'm not saying they're going to be good. But they got a lot, lot better. Um, When we talk about the biggest improvement, It's not who got the best players, who's going to have the biggest jump in wins, but who improved the most. Number two overall draft pick, and they added Noah Brown, Dalton Schultz, who Dalton Schultz is probably the best tight end on the open market, right? Would you agree Dalton Schultz is probably the best tight end? Yes. Robert Woods, Laramie Tunsil to a record-setting contract, but they kept Laramie Tunsil, which was a shock, right? And then they brought in uh, Devin Singletary to pair with uh, Damian Pierce. Now here's why they're doing all the right things to give a quarterback, a chance, a rookie quarterback, a chance. They kept Laramie Tunsil. They brought in a wide receiver in Robert Woods. They brought in the best tight end on the open market in Dalton Schultz. Where do rookie quarterbacks tend to look first? Tight end. What do they need to have time? Especially not worrying about your blind side. Maybe the best or the second best left tackle in football in Laramie Tunsil is now going to be there. This is a great offseason for the Texans. They're going to give their quarterback a chance. It's unlike what the Bears did when they just threw Justin Fields into the flame. Now the Bears are trying to see, hey, give him some time, give him something. But the Texans are doing it year one. This, to me, is a very good offseason for Houston.
2: Yeah, uh, a lot of smart moves, maybe not the most flashiest moves uh, in the in the offseason so far, but a, a a handful of calculated smart moves that'll move the team in the right direction for sure. And when was the last time you said that about the Houston Texans? When was
0: the last time you said a calculated smart move? I don't remember ever saying that
2: about the Houston Texans.
0: (laughs) So for me, I I think this is a massive step in the right direction for them. I know some people are going to be probably yelling at me, saying you're an idiot. And again, take into account, I'm not saying Houston's going to be good, but I am saying they're giving their rookie quarterback a chance to have success. They're giving them a chance to see what they actually have in year one. They're giving them a chance to say, hey, your blind side's protected. You have your tight end. You at least have a couple wide receivers. Yes, no Brandon Cooks but you have Robert Woods, which the whole Brandon Cook situation is, is bonkers to me. That dude has gone over a thousand yards, six times. And he's on his what? 15. It's crazy. There's obviously something underlined. We do not know, but I just really like overall what Houston's doing, but the bears, I'm with you. That was, that was tough for me. That one, two, um, both having great off seasons.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But I mean the Falcons off season, I, I I looked at some rankings. No one's given them like a top three ranking. I think they've had. Well, a yeah, day. if they got Lamar Jackson, sure, I'll believe it. But you oh. got Desmond Ritter. Come on. Jesse Bates can do a lot of good things for us on defense. That's like buying a spoiler
0: for your 1993 Toyota Camry. <laughs> Fix the
2: engine first. <laughs> and what's the engine? The quarterback? Quarterback. You're the biggest Desmond Ritter hater on the planet. <laughs> Hey, you want to trade Kyle Pitts? What? Trade Kyle Pitts? No. You're just going to use
0: him as a blocker. You think George Kill we, blocks we a lot? Look, Kyle look Pitts. At Kyle Pitts. We to get Kyle Pitts. We got to
2: get Kyle Pitts in the off- offense a little bit more. I'll admit that. That was that, that was that was tough watching that last year.
0: Is, is there any Actual consideration to Kyle Pitts being treated because I've looked around the NFL and there's so many fans, not of the Chiefs in particular, but obviously Chiefs fans as well, but a lot of other teams saying, how can this so-and-so team land Kyle Pitts? Is there a reason why that conversation has been going on?
2: No, I don't think so. I mean, to be honest, Kyle Pitts is actually using the offense more than people think. Um, but the issue was Marcus Mariota couldn't throw the deep ball. There was like five or six times he was wide open deep down the field and Marcus Mariota overthrew him. So they were throwing him the ball. Marcus Mariota was just missing him for some reason.
0: Uh, Jalen Butler asks, how about the Jaguars with Calvin Ridley coming off his year-long fan duel suspension? Uh, I think it's a good move, Jalen, but I don't know if that would count it into this offseason since that was right. made last offseason. But I do think that's a, um, a good point. The Jaguars, we talked about it, was it three weeks ago? maybe in your first show we did together here on stacking the box about how good the Jaguars offense potentially looks next year. Uh, I talked about Christian Kirk, Travis ETN. Um, they went out and brought back uh, Evan Ingram, who's finally being able to stay healthy and have massive success at tied in for the Jags, Trevor Lawrence with Doug Peterson, taking a huge step forward. Um, how good do you think Calvin Ridley really is next year, Ian? Because a lot of guys with a year or two off, or a year and some change off, it's drastic, right? It's not that you're not the same player as you once were. What do you think happened with Calvin?
2: I think he will be good. I mean, he's still young. Um, I brought up questions about his motivation to play because at the time that we talked about this last, I didn't know why he left the Falcons organization because that happened before the whole suspension. Like halfway through the season, he just stopped playing for us um but then after that he, he wrote that that article on uh, the players tribune which was a very good article great read and it kind of broke down why uh he left the team in the middle of the season um so yeah i i think as long as calvin ridley is, is in the right headspace to play this year i think he's gonna have a good season he's still an extremely young player how old how old is he like 24 now maybe i will look it up right now calvin ridley oh, 28. Is 28 he's older 28. than i thought That's surprising. You got to
0: realize NBA players are different. NFL and NBA is just so different. You look at, uh, let's look at Andrew Wiggins, for example. You remember Andrew Wiggins for KU? Canadian. Of course I remember. He just turned 28. Okay. That's, yeah, that's shocking. (laughs) If you want to ever feel bad about what you're doing in life, look up NBA players. That guy was drafted in 2014 nine years in the nba he just turned 28 then you look at calvin ridley he's played what two and a half years and he's 28
2: Well, Cal- calvin ridley actually he's actually was on the falcons longer than i thought he was his rookie season was 2018 i guess time just flies
0: it's just so different nba and
2: nfl but yeah yeah so my point though is i think he'll be fine in jacksonville i, th- uh-huh. I think he'll do well
0: Let's go to the quick hitters. Are you watching all seven
2: rounds of the NFL draft in or out? I'm out. I'll watch the first round and the first round I will watch, like I will sit there and watch it the second day, which I think is it just round two or is it round two and round three? The second day I'll have it on in the background. Um, And then after that, I don't, I don't even tune in. I like, I'll check in to see who the Falcons have selected, but Um, if you sit down and actually watch, sit down and pay attention and watch every single pick of the NFL draft, that's insane.
0: I think I'm going to the NFL draft. It's in Kansas city this year. So how, how much I have to do for radio will also depend on how much I will be paying attention in the later rounds. Mm. If I'm there breaking down the picks, I'll be watching all seven rounds. If not, my phone will be a great reprieve and I will check it there. Yeah. Um, Once you get to the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round, maybe even just fifth, sixth, and seventh, uh, third day, it it gets a lot, man. It's just a lot to go through. Um, First round, I always sit down and watch, grab a couple beers, get some dinner, boo Roger Goodell. But now it's live in Kansas City. I'm going to be there. It'll be fun booing him in person. I've only done that one other time. That was when uh, it was in Philly, and the Chiefs drafted Mahomes. I went to that one, and that was just an incredible experience.
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'd love to go to an NFL draft. It's too bad, at least for me, that it's not still in New York because you used to be here in New York every year. So Uh, it has not been here since I've lived here. So I wouldn't mind going to an NFL draft at some point, though. Could have came down to Philly. It's an hour and a half away. Yeah, could have. I don't know if I'd travel for the NFL draft. If it's in the city I'm in, I think I'd go. (laughs) I don't think I'm traveling to to go watch it.
0: I I will say this because I know we have a lot of Kansas City listeners here uh it's so fun the nfl draft is a phenomenal experience uh again i went to the one in philly so i have no idea what it's going to be here in kansas city the differences or any of that uh but it was a well put on event it was free you don't have to pay i think you have to have a ticket like you have to go online and, and download something but uh but man is it fun there's a lot of different events there cool merchandise uh, in philly it was on the rocky steps i was actually able to walk to the nfl draft which is great because my house and how kind of Philadelphia works big so you can walk there. So I walked to, uh, to the draft, uh, heard him draft and watched him draft Patrick Mahomes, which is pretty freaking cool. Um, but, yeah, if you have a chance to go to the NFL draft, Ian, anytime you have a chance, I recommend it. It's a very cool experience. Will do. Uh, let's look at number two quick hitter. Dan Campbell is a good head coach in or out.
2: Uh I, I'm actually out. Uh I'm not huge on on Dan Campbell. I think he's he's a great leader of men. He's a motivator, he's fun to watch. In terms of his actual coaching ability, I still don't know. I mean, he's gotten a lot of credit for how the Lions did last year in a season that they didn't make the playoffs in. Uh his players seem to love him. His play calling at times has been questionable. Um, his defenses that uh that 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 uh have existed under his tenure have been absolutely terrible. Um So I, I'm, I'm out for now. Give me your kneecap. (laughs) I am in.
0: I don't care. A good, a good head coach isn't just play calling. It's, It's who do you have underneath you? Who can you bring in? Do your players like you? Do they respect you? Can you get the best out of your players? Sure. Their defense was bad. They didn't have great players defensively. I think they got the best out of that team last year. Look at Jared Goff. That might have been his best season in his entire NFL career. We talk about Sean an offensive mastermind. Look at what Jared Goff did in Detroit last year. He was top three quarterback in the NFC. It was wild. I mean, you got to give him some credit. I think Dan Campbell is a damn good head coach. And again, I'm not just saying the X's and O's, but everything he does, he has his players' respect. They trust him. Did it come off cheesy at first? You bet your ass it did. I thought he was going to last one year and be
2: gone. I think he'd be a fantastic college coach. I think a lot of his traits would do very well at the college level. I don't think – I think you need more X's and O's, and I don't know if he has the X's and O's to really turn this team into a contender in the NFL.
0: If you can put people underneath you that have the X's and O's, he can survive and thrive in the NFL. I do think he would be a phenomenal – college head coach though like he seems like like Dabo sweeney almost you know that super cheesy kind of get out in your face yeah i I can see that i can see that uh let's look at number three mac jones will significantly improve in 2023
2: in or out um owed on that although it is interesting now that they i mean the the experiment of having matt patricia be your offensive coordinator coordinator last year was a complete disaster he hasn't really had any weapons surrounding him throughout his NFL career so far. So there could be an argument that he would improve, uh, but I'm still going to say out. Uh, I haven't seen enough to think that even if he does have the weapons or does have a good offensive coordinator, that he can get it done. So um, I, I know there's a lot of people in the Patriots organization that do have faith. Apparently he's been at their, uh, at their facilities every single day so far this offseason, so we'll see. I'm still going to say out, though.
0: Oh, I'm out. I, I'm, I'm out, out. I'm not a Mac Jones guy. When he was drafted, not a Mac Jones guy. Year one, year two, what's this, year three for him? Still out. I, I just don't see it with him. Um, although I will say if he goes to the 49ers, he would have great success. Let's <laughs> get a hunter back in for that take. I mean, seriously though, Mac Jones, Brock Purdy, throw him in a bucket and call it a day. Unbelievable. I disagree. I- Uh, You know, but I'm out on Mac Jones. I I think the Patriots still need to find their quarterback. Bailey Zappi, I don't think, is that guy either. Although I will say I sometimes like what Bailey Zappi does. They allow him to go out there and sling the ball. Maybe if they actually allow Mac Jones to sling the ball more, kind of a la Bailey Zappi, they might have more success. I would like to see them – I would like to see Bailey Zappi start more games and try and play a more reserved style of play. And I like Mac Jones to be more aggressive. It's almost like you want those two to merge and get some of those tendencies out because I do think Mac Jones, there might be some more talent there, but he seems at times to be very, very nervous, whether that's the offensive game plan, whether that's just based on they don't want him to throw the rock, I don't know. Whether he can throw the rock, I don't know, but it seems like if he couldn't, why draft him in the first round? Uh, Let's go on to Anthony Richardson will be a good quarterback in the NFL, in or out.
2: I'm out. I've been out on all these so far. Um, but I'm going to still say out for this one, too. Now, I'm not a huge college football fan, so I didn't watch a lot of Anthony Richardson tape. But the people who I know who are really into college football don't understand why he's getting so much hype heading into the draft, uh, especially during the combine. There's always that one guy, especially a quarterback, that kind of explodes at the combine. Um, that guy seems to have been Anthony Richardson. There's still some people saying he might go first overall in the draft. Uh, but I, the people who uh, who I trust, who are big college football fans, at the end of the day, I think you have to evaluate a player based on how they perform on game day. And the people who I trust are shocked that he's getting as much hype as as he is.
0: Yeah, I'm a Mizzou guy. Okay, so I watch a lot of SEC football. Right. I'm out on Will Levis. I'm out on Anthony Richardson. I, I just don't see it. They, could they be? Starting quarterbacks, back in guys in the NFL, probably, but I don't see them being this franchise-altering quarterback that takes you to the next level. Uh, if you look through the historical nature of NFL drafts, how often are there game-changing franchise-altering quarterbacks in each draft? One, maybe two, right? Right. I think Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. That's where I'm hitching my wagon. I'm not saying Anthony Richardson has no chance. I'm not saying that Will Levis has no chance. Just if it were me, I would go with Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. But even those two guys I have a lot of questions about. Uh, I'm not super thrilled about this quarterback class, in my opinion. It's not the same as the Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence. Even Zach Wilson had a lot of talent that jumped off at you. Um, I would be a little wary drafting Anthony Richardson in the top five.
2: Who would you rather take between Richardson and Levis? hmm
0: that's a really good question I think it depends on your offense if I'm the Ravens I'm going Richardson if I'm the like the Baltimore Ravens or for example I know the the Falcons aren't going for a quarterback I think Richardson would make a lot of sense on a team like the Falcons uh, if you're the 49ers a team uh Richardson would make a lot of sense right I think you want to have that run guy who can open up your offense a little more uh will Levis has a very strong arm but I watched him. Uh, I know they beat my Missouri Tigers in Columbia. I was there. It was the worst penalty, in my opinion, of all time. I mean, does a tackle box literally go back all the way from Kansas City to freaking St. Louis? That punt was just, don't get me started, Ian, or else I'm going to flip a switch over here. <laughs> uh, but Will did not. he doesn't jump off at you. At least he never jumped off at me. Missouri had some very good defensive players. I mean, hell, they held Georgia to, what, 23 points? Uh, 26 points, something like that. I think Georgia even said that was maybe the toughest team they played all season long, at least defensively. But I just don't see it with Will Levis. Um, I'd probably say I would take Richardson over Levis personally.
2: Okay. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Do you have any take there? Do you have anything?
2: Haven't watched enough. I'm, I'm not really a big college football guy. So, I, I mean, I think I would say Richardson, but I didn't watch enough to, for it to be an educated take.
0: Yeah, big SEC guy, which um, it's fun, but depressing as a Mizzou fan.
2: Yeah, be, being a being a Canadian, <laughs> we, we don't grow up watching SEC football or American college football at all. So um, no, I'm not. I'm not really a huge college. You got fan. hockey up there. You got know, hockey, and we have Canadian college football. <laughs> oh, the yeah. Mounties, the Mount oh, Allison football Mounties.
0: You also have uh, the CFL with James Franklin. Former Mizzou quarterback. There you go. There you go. All tied in. Go Argos. Uh, the, the Lions will win a Super Bowl
2: before the Jaguars. In or out. I'm out. I'd say clean sweep. 0-5. I'm out on all five of these today. I think the Jaguars will. I <coughs> I think the odds are pretty similar for both these teams heading into this season. Uh the Jaguars, I will say, do obviously have a much tougher path to the Super Bowl with how stacked the AFC is. Um Lions are a cursed franchise. They're one of the most cursed franchises in professional sports. Like I said earlier, I don't trust in Dan Campbell. I don't think Jared Goff is as good as he looked this past season. Um, So, I mean, unless neither of these teams win a Super Bowl for like, you know, if it's like 20 years and the teams look completely different than they do now, based on the current teams, I'll, I'll take the Jaguars.
0: Man, this is really tough for me. I really like the Jaguars. They're a very talented team. I love Doug Peterson love Doug Peterson if you know me I was irritated when the Eagles fired him obviously it worked out for the Eagles they knew what they were doing who would have thought an NFL team actually knows what they're doing uh, crazy right but I love Doug Peterson I think he's a great head coach but in the AFC Chiefs Bills Bengals I don't see anytime soon the Jags being better than all of those three teams. You're going to have to have some luck go your way. Almost every single Super Bowl, something good has to happen for that team, whether it's an injury to an opposing team, whether it's you staying healthy for the full year, whether you don't have to face a team in the playoffs because someone else takes them out. I get that. But I also think the Chargers are a good team. Not a great team, but a good team. The AFC is just so deep. You get Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. I, I just – It's too much of an uphill battle for the Jags, so I'm in. I think the Lions will win one before them. Uh, I think that the Jags are a much better team. I'm not denying that, but I think that the Lions have a much easier path. All right. That's where I'm at. I will also say, before we get to what's going on,
2: uh, what happened to Tennessee? Oh, yeah, they fell a game short, didn't they? Uh Uh-huh. Well, well, well. Well, well, well looks like i might owe you some beer i was nervous man
0: i was nervous tennessee was up in that game and i'm sitting there just sweating it out just god if tennessee wins this game this rock fight again we'll be pissed but f a u yes go owls uh-huh uh, yeah can i get I some uh that. what's up some some moose head yes. Can i get
2: some uh what's it labat blue well, I I wouldn't I wouldn't torture you enough to make you drink Labat Blue.
0: <laughs> what are some other Canadian beers? Give me some.
2: Uh well, I mean, there's a ton I don't think that are available in the States. Alexander Keith's is a very good one. That's actually Nova Scotia in the province that I'm from. That's uh the beer of Nova Scotia. You got some schooner beer would be good. I don't think that's available around here. Molson Canadian. That's crap. Mm. Don't drink that. Uh the best beer that that's Canadian that is available at places in the States is Moosehead by far.
0: Okay. I'll get a six pack of moose head on you. What a good bet. What a good bet. I'm not right off in. I mean, I, you'll, you'll learn, especially when the NFL season actually happens and we do our little bets, you and me, yes. you're going to win 90% of the time. But that one out of 10, that Brock Purdy,
2: I will let you know. <laughs> Yeah. I, I will, we'll get some bets going in the NFL season. I feel like I'm going to be picking against, against the chiefs quite often, which probably isn't going to be a smart strategy. So who knows? Uh, I'm sure I will owe you some more beer in the future as well. So what's going on with you? Uh, MLB opening day is uh Thursday. So that's huge. Preparing for that. Um, Masters is next week. That's a huge week as well. The NHL playoffs start soon. Um, so still obviously keeping an eye on everything NFL related, but uh Still got a lot of other sports going on. 2009 masters. Were you there? I was there. It's actually signed
0: by everyone outside of Tiger woods.
2: Hmm. Wow. I got
0: Phil Mickelson on here. Uh, Jack Nicklaus. Um, wow. Oh, one of my favorite golfers of all time. I I forgot. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um, not Retief Goosen. Uh,
2: Awkward. where's he from
0: weird swing um has he the from? Hitch- i don't remember he's got the hitch in his swing you know what i'm talking about oh, oh. it's gonna drive me insane i loved him as a kid
2: oh dude has he won old. has he won the masters has he won a main no, like he's he, not
0: one of masters but he's he, he's been a major golfer for a long time it's is oh. he still golf I need some kind yeah, of can't just he a older. random older. The weird swing You've got the hitch in his swing at the top. He brings it back, has the hitch up top, and then comes back in. Oh, it's gonna drive me insane. I'll—I'll I'll think of it and text you it because I'm an absolute buffoon right now. But yeah, I love the Masters, man. Uh, big Masters guy. I will also say Royals, baseball, massive baseball guy. Uh, the Royals are not gonna be good. But I will watch every single game, hopefully go to the home opener. Uh, Who are you a fan of? Is it Toronto? Blue Jays. Remember when the AL playoffs?
2: And the Royals beat the Blue Jays and the ALCS? Yes. I still have beef against the Royals because of that.
0: (laughs) I still don't like Jose Batista, so at least we have that going Um, on,
2: too. I love you and me having beef. I like this. Well, I, I, I mean, there's not going to be much of a beef when the Blue Jays play the Royals this year because the Blue Jays will probably beat them every game.
0: How dare you? And you took Whit Merrifield. How yes. dare you, sir? Blue Jays now, are going to be a
2: good team this year. No, they'll Very be salty.
0: I, I like the Blue Jays this year. They have a lot of good talent. I love baseball. I'm sure we'll, we'll talk a lot of baseball on the end of shows. But again, we are an NFL podcast. That will be the majority of this show. And this was Stacking the Box. Ian McMillan. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. I-A-I-N bets on Twitter. I am Sterling Holmes. You can follow me on Twitter at HomestretchKC. If you'd like to leave us a review. We would really appreciate it wherever you get your podcast. wherever you review podcasts at. It means the world to us. Please give us five stars. You can ask some questions. We will answer said questions live on the show. For Ian, I'm Sterling. We are out.
1: Done.